This is the Horse Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rain in Your Herd podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode where we will teach you how to harness the power of the internet to grow your online herd. I'm Laura. And I'm April. We can't wait to watch your business grow when you implement what you learn from the podcast. Whether you own a stable or a boarding facility, offer riding lessons and horse training, or are building an online membership for equine education, these tips can help you get more clients. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying the podcast, please, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. If you share your business name in your review, you just might hear it in a future episode. In today's episode, we wanted to talk about the fun topic of growing your team and when you know it's the right time to grow your team. So this can be like a really huge step in your business and it can be really vital on whether or not you need to take this step. Um, some, so just for some ideas of when it's time to grow your business is if you're turning away clients or work. So you find yourself that you want to take on these clients, you want your business to grow, but you're just, you just don't have the right amount of time for these clients. So that's another way to kind of like look at it of, do I go and start reaching out to people to come help work with me or do I need to raise my prices? So it may not even be that you need to grow your team, but it could be that it's time to increase your prices. Um, Another way to know if you're needing to grow is if you're losing customers. So maybe you're missing due dates and, or you're constantly having to email them back and say, I'm sorry, it's taking me so long to do this. Um, Maybe it's time to, maybe there's even like little tasks that you could have somebody else do. Maybe they're not even doing the same thing you're doing, but whatever's taking up time in your day needs to come off of your tasks. And then you can focus more on your customers. And I think a big thing for us online as entrepreneurs is that sometimes, especially with COVID and everything, we haven't taken a vacation in a long time or even like just having a staycation. Um, or like the thought of a vacation freaks you out because there's no way you yeah. could do it given your current workload. Yeah. 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 And that's when, it, you know, it's really time to <laughs> grow your business. Even if it's like a temporary, they're jumping in to help you for a little bit. You have all your SOPs or all your systems in place that they could just literally jump in and help you for a week or two. Um, and that would just be extremely nice because it's really important for you to be able to rest and take a break. Um, so there's also another way, you know, you need to grow is that you're, maybe you're doing some tasks that you don't want to do anymore. Um, so for me, I don't like doing, um, some of my admin work or always making sure my emails cleaned out or that, oh, a scheduling post, I, or even like writing the posts <laughs> aren't always my favorite thing. So I, one of these days, maybe I'll have to hire a lawyer when I want to write more content. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, those are, those are some things to think about. You don't need to like have somebody as an employee on your team. You can contract certain spots out of your team. And then you, hold on. oh, And then if you are starting to feel like you have no time to actually work on your own personal business, so maybe you want your business to be growing in certain aspects, or maybe you want to be building a course or maybe a membership or just the way you want to be marketing your business, but you never have any time to do that 
because you're always working on your client work. This was a problem for me for a little bit. Um, I wasn't even like putting content out on social media. So then when a client would, their contract would end, I'd have to kind of really spend a lot of time trying to find new clients because I hadn't been putting out content and did not really kind of hurt myself. So that would have almost been important for me to maybe hire somebody temporarily to make a lot of posts for me that I could, you know, put out over time. So those are just some ideas of like when it is time to grow your team. And again, like it doesn't have to be an employee. It can be a contractor. Yeah. And you can start with really, really small stuff. So I've had my assistant going on. Oh gosh, I guess we're going into year two here in a couple months. And she just, she schedules my client social media posts for me. So I was finding that like I was, I felt great. I was having fun. I'd create all the content that my clients needed for the month. But then when it came to actually like copy pasting and loading them those images and getting all that stuff in there, I absolutely hated that process because I knew I could be off working on my own business, doing, putting out my own content, doing my own stuff. And instead you know, a couple hours a week, I was doing this like copy paste click task that I could not stand. And so I brought on Nicole to do that for me and she was efficient. She was easy. She got it done. You know, she could come in there, bang all that out. And it was so worth it for me to pay her for that time because it opened up space for me to do things that were going to move the needle in my business. And now another thing she does that's super helpful is she manages my inbox. So I have a special folder in my email. That's the stuff that I actually need to look at and I can operate out of there and I don't have to worry about what's going on anywhere else. And that saves me a ton of time in terms of just weeding through emails and checking the stuff that matters and not worrying about the stuff that doesn't. Yeah, definitely. And that's a good point to make is that they can start by doing smart, uh, small tasks, but maybe eventually you have them taking on more and more mm-hmm. as your business is growing, as you're taking on more, more client work. Um, I had a couple of clients where they had someone do their podcast and do all the information around their podcast, but they eventually turned into more where they were now helping their um, customers and such. So it just grew as a position. And when you really vibe with those people, then you kind of want to continue working with them. So um, you don't have to start at that level though. You can start small. Yeah. So for me lately, I've had a, been thinking about maternity leave. So it kind There's of goes an episode on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, thankfully I was kind of uh, working with my business coach when this happened. Cause I, I didn't know what I was going to do for this and I didn't take maternity leave for my daughter and it was, I definitely should have. Uh, <laughs> so one of the ideas is here is that I don't want somebody to completely replace me, but I want someone to come in and temporarily take care of my clients. So that way they can continue running at full speed and not have to slow down just because I'm taking a break from working. Um, So one of the strategies was behind this was like, I could go in and start having like little coffee chats, go into Facebook groups, meet with people that do something similar with me, start talking to them. And um, if I feel like they're the right fit, then I introduce them to um, my clients or we've already worked out an agreement about pay and such. And then, um, if my clients seem happy with them, then I was going to move forward with that. Um, right now with how my business has changed a little bit, I'm not having to worry about that as much. And 
my clients kind of have had somebody that can take over for that temporary time. So it's worked out pretty well for me, but that is just an idea. It's like, you don't have to have someone permanently. There are lots of options online now where it can be just for a temporary period. And especially if you're more of a coach instead of a service provider, you can have guest experts come in and cover you while you're on vacation, while you're taking leave, while you're sick. It's awesome for your clients because they get a totally new person to talk to, totally new set of skills to learn. And it just builds that partnership nice. Maybe that person becomes your business buddy for all we know. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to totally step back and not have to worry about it. And your clients still get served. Definitely. So just as a, you know, if you're thinking about hiring someone and you're a little bit worried about that commitment of like, what if I, you know, especially people who are, they don't like confrontation. They're like, what if this doesn't work out? And I now I'm in the position of having to fire someone. A good way to kind of avoid this is whenever I hire someone. And even with my current VA, whenever we add a new a new task to her task list, we start on a small project to make sure it goes well. So I, you know, I hire, you know, maybe I hired her. I think the first month I hired her to do 15, schedule 15 social media posts and find the images for them. I made sure it was done correctly. I made sure that she had good attention to detail. And then I moved forward with her from that. So it was very easy. I actually hired three people to do this for me and I picked the best one. So at the end of that trial period, I was able to just thank the other two ladies and, you know, send them on their way. And it wasn't like this awkward, actually, I didn't really like the quality of your work, so I'm not going to hire you. They knew going in that it was a trial. They knew going in that I was going to be picking my favorite person out of the three. And it was very like, I set myself up to have choices and not have to have hard conversations. Instead, I just picked the one that worked and I've been working with her for two years. So that worked out. <laughs> good, good, yeah. Um, for me, when I um, was attempting to hire someone, I did like, we're going to do it based off like a 30 day thing and mm -hmm. I can get a shorter contract. So that way we could both see if it fit for both of us. It wasn't just like, I need somebody and it's all about me kind of thing. It, I want it to be a good relationship on both terms. And then for oh, me, yes. working as a, you know, someone that does a lot of services for people, a lot of times, sometimes I'll start with like a 60 day uh, contract and then if we're really liking our you know working together either then we move to like a, a 90 day or then even a six month contract and this is really nice too if you're a service provider because now then you can see has your tasks grown with this person and do we need to increase our prices is the market changing for what I'm trying to do um, so I like to keep this shorter contracts and um, unless there's like, we're just loving working together, then we can increase the amount of contracts, but um, staying in those like 90 day, six month contracts, definitely benefit for both parties. All right. We are going to do our halfway break segment that we usually do. And, you know, as we always say, since horses brought us together, we don't want to leave them out. And today we want to talk about what do we look for in a trainer? So Laura, tell us, what do you look for in a trainer? So I am really passionate about being my horse's trainer. You know, I can send her out for 30 days or whatever, but if my skills don't match her skills, we're not communicating. So I look for someone who really supports that mission. That is so important to me. If I have someone who's constantly kicking me off my horse and wanting to do it for me, that doesn't work for me. You need to teach me 
to teach her. So of course, sometimes my trainer has to get on my horse because I'm not getting it done and she needs to show me. Uh, thank you. That's great. That's totally <laughs> fine. But I don't want someone who, you know, there's some people who have the idea of your trainer needs to ride your horse before you, your trainer needs to make sure your horse is doing everything perfectly. And then you can get on it. Well, I'm going to ruin my horse if, if I don't know how to do it. And so we learn together. So that's really important to me is find someone who's committed to my vision of horsemanship, which is it's her and I together. It's not her being perfect. And then me flopping along <laughs> the disaster in the saddle (laughs) yeah definitely yeah I know I feel like I've worked with so many different trainers now and it's not like a bad thing I just I just like learning from a lot of different trainers so a lot of times like I was actually talking about this sorry jumping in but I was talking about this with my trainer uh, a couple weeks ago we were driving to an event and we were talking about how like when I go out and learn from someone else, I'm like, oh my gosh, Susan has been trying to literally trying to tell me this for six months. And the way they said it just clicked. So I think it's really healthy to learn from a variety of people. Yeah. My dad always refers back to it as like the journeyman, he, what he takes from everybody and then you create your own program. And I think that's, you know, like the top trainers in like the reining industry or these other industries, like they literally work with so many other trainers and that's how they create their own program. So they take little bits and pieces from everybody. So um, at this point, I'm like, I don't know what I look for. Like, if I want to learn something new, what can they teach me? What are they really good at that maybe I have a weakness in or I just really want to learn about? That's kind of what I've been looking at. Um, Biggest thing, though, before I start working with them is just kind of seeing who else worked with them in the past and have they had good experiences. Um, And I don't, like, I like to work with trainers that are okay too with me going and learning from other people because I know sometimes they feel like you know once you're with a trainer you have to stay with that trainer you need to be loyal and that's it but no I I want you to know like hey I like learning and I want to I want to learn as much as I can um so please don't be offended if I go and work with another trainer (laughs) yeah that is a huge one for me you do not get to monopolize me in any way I am my own human being (laughs) yeah yeah so And that can be related back to business. It's like, I like working with you on this, but maybe I want to go work with another person, even though you might, um, maybe you write social media posts, but they want to find somebody that writes their blog posts um, just because of how they're thinking it's going to change differently. So then you just can't get upset about that and just know that, oh, we're all, you know, it's a big team and we're all in it for the same purpose of helping our client grow and such. So yeah. And at the end of the day, if I have someone who hires some, somebody else to do different content, like for me, if people are hiring other people to do video content for them, that allows my written content to be so much better because it's all coming off as professional. It's all looking good. So we have to have that mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So before you start the hiring process, make sure you have a detailed job description written out. Um, this detailed, you know, this job description is not only going to help out when you're trying to find someone that's going to fit in this role, but it's going to allow you to understand what you need to take off of your list of things that you are doing. And when you're starting to work with them and they're not really starting to do any of those tasks, then you're like, okay, this is why I hired them. Should I continue working with them or should we just change over? Okay. Do we need to change some things? So 
that's why it's really important to have that job description. And like I said, it's not just for them. It's for you to, to understand why you hired somebody in the first place. And is this really benefiting you? It's some way to measure if this is actually helping your business grow. And the content writer in me has to jump in here and say, detailed does not mean fluffy. Like when I read fluffy job descriptions, I'm like, mm. I don't know what the heck this means. This is like <laughs> detailed means I want you to schedule 27 social media posts a month. I want you to manage my campaigns and entreport. I want you to manage my Facebook ads. Like those are actionable deliverables. If you're talking about embodying the feeling of the brand and the company values and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. no. no, that is not a detailed job description. That is a bunch of BS that nobody knows what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> it needs to be a detailed specific yes. description. What needs, yes. Needs and it's your job to train them to embody the values of the brand anyway. So yeah. that should come with every job description, but leave it out. Yeah. <laughs> the writing this is important to know like when it's to grow your team like this is the skills that need to be or skills that they need to have and skills that are tasks that need to be taken off of my plate because I don't want to do them and they're taking too much time so yeah. and a great way to do that is just to track yourself for a week like every day at the end of the day write down all the things you did and all the things that you were like I really wish I wasn't doing this and then you can find someone that's yeah it's been way too much time checking my emails yeah. Or something yeah. silly. So yeah. way too much time, like uploading content, uploading videos. I yeah. spend way too much time uploading videos. We're going to fix that. <laughs> so when you're looking for a new team member, there's a ton of places that you can go. If you want like simple, quick jobs, Upwork and Fiverr are great. Like April turned me on to these great YouTube transitions. Now I'm probably not going to be going with YouTube, but it's like super easy. 50 bucks. You get this beautiful intro video done, boom, bam, bang. They are great for that. You can also find people on Upwork and Fiverr that are specialized on specific platforms. So that's a good way to go. If you're looking for a general assistant, there's a ton of like services out there that train people to VVAs and then help you find them. So Michaela Quinn, Grace Lever, Brandy Moles, and Abby Ashley are four really good ones that will just you like submit a form that says what you're looking for and what you're willing to pay. And then other VAs just apply. You get to go through those applications, interview them, hire them. And it's just a lot easier than like posting on Facebook and helping you find someone. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield. And I'm Philip Parks from the Dressage Radio Show. We are the official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation and we love talking all things dressage. As two professional dressage writers, we enjoy bringing our friends and colleagues on the podcast to share our knowledge of the sport. We have interviews with writers, trainers, authors, and judges to bring you information, stories, and writing tips about dressage. We invite you to come on over to listen to our show at dressageradioshow.com. And not to overly self-promote, but like if you are thinking of wanting to do like Facebook ads or somebody that works on your funnels or somebody that's doing your content writing or your blogs or your emails, that's when you want to get a little more specific and making sure that you're working inside of your industry. Um, like it, because a lot of times I have clients like, oh, I worked with somebody else and they had no idea the esoteric language of horses. And then we're struggling sitting here um, and then some of the images they use and there's barbed wire in the images or the, those are just some things that 
you can't, a non-horse person is not going to understand. Um, so those are things you definitely want to work with somebody inside of the industry. But if it's like admin task or everyday task scheduling or doing social media, then yeah, you can look outside of the industry. But when it gets a lot more detailed, I mean, that's why I get the majority of my business because I understand the lingo and that's when everyone, when I start listing off all this stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, last time I worked with somebody, they didn't even know what type of audience to do. And I, I've seen some huge Facebook ad agencies where they didn't even have, like, they're talking about nutrition, equine nutrition, but the person is a business coach. So <laughs> every, every time April gets a new client that has worked with someone who has done ads in the past and they're a Facebook client, she tells me about the crazy audiences they built that has nothing to do with what they're talking their about. target audience yeah yeah and then they almost immediately have a different you know reaction to their ads and such once i go in there and play with the audiences so it's a huge it's a huge thing for sure yeah it's and it's really important that somebody yeah that somebody talks the talk because we say weird things like yeah. among the industries like honestly i probably am not your best person if you're into the english show world because i don't talk that talk mm-hmm. Um, but if you're into developing really close relationships with your trail horse or, you know, you do natural horsemanship training, that's where I really can try and talk the talk. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. So I wanted to share a little bit about my experience with hiring because um, since we're talking about this and I thought a personal experience would be fun. Um, for the longest time, I was thinking of growing my business and starting doing an agency because, um, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I do a lot of tech, which means I would do with funnels and the courses and the memberships. But, um, so I, I did hire somebody for a month and, um, I absolutely love this person. And, um, I, I thought she'd be a great fit for what I wanted. Um, but what came to it is that I realized what my clients need for me is so custom that. I can't even have that many SOPs or systems in place because it's just, I understand what my clients need. And I try not to make excuses like, Oh, I just can't take that off my plate. But literally like everything I do is very custom because it could be. And they're paying for access to your brain. Yeah. Like for you to figure out an individualized situation right there in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Um, like somebody might be working with click funnels or somebody's working with Kajabi, but they need them to talk into these systems and, it's very, um, it's just whether or not you've had that experience and such. So um, for me, it just didn't work out. And I turned away the agency I did just because I just knew that I need more hands-on. Um, but then I have like recently I've started changing where I'm kind of doing my own thing while having a service-based business. And that's what I've really enjoyed. So I can kind of grow that business on the side while still having an income with servicing some of my favorite people with horses and such and staying in the industry. Yeah. And that's perfect. And that's such a good thing to realize is like, you don't have to have a huge team, Mm -hmm. but you can still get help in your business. Like, you know, down the line, maybe you'll realize like, I don't want to do any of this head up. Right. Right. Or like, I want to just come in and create the audiences. I don't want to load the things. I don't want to do the things. So you have like a contract person just based on the client that does that or whatever. So you can, when it's your business, you can create whatever you want in terms of the job. And then you just have to find the right person. So when you're ready to hire, just go with your gut. Your gut will tell you 
when the person is the right fit. After I got off the phone call with Nicole, I was like, okay, I'm still going to do the trial thing, but I'm probably just going to hire her because it felt easy. That's the thing. Bringing someone on, initially it's going to create work for you because you have to get them trained up. You have to teach them what you're doing. You have to give your expectations. But after that, it should not be work for you to have someone working for you. It should be less work for you. And your gut will tell you that. And so make sure you listen to that. Thanks again for listening to this podcast episode. To find out more information on our podcast episodes, make sure you check out our website, reigninyourherd.com. You can also find us on multiple social media platforms such as YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. I'm April Hardiman, and I'm the owner of Make It Rain, where I help equine businesses grow their exposure online, either through social media, email marketing, SEO, membership websites, or all the techie stuff. I'm just your average tech-savvy equestrian. And if you want to know how to grow your herd, make sure you go check out my Facebook group called Grow Your Herd. And I'm Laura, the word wrangler. I help horse business owners grow their online communities without being slimy, salesy, or sleazy. I love writing and telling online stories and teaching other people to do the same. So that's exactly what I do through my business, Unbridled Content Marketing. If you want to learn more about creating a community around your business, come check out my Facebook group, The Word Wranglers Community.